everyone, welcome into the Market Scale Podcast Studios. I'm Tyler Kern. Sitting across the room from me today is Dylan Tidmore. He's a video production specialist with us here at Market Scale. Dylan, how are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Tyler? I'm doing I'm doing very, very well. Um Awesome. Yes. Yes. So this is the first in a three-part series where we look a little bit more at the creative process, at content creation, um, across B2B marketing, and we kind of dive into a couple of different topics. And today we are going to talk about something that I think is really interesting because Dylan, you say that there's a fundamental issue with a lot of the video content that is created by B2B brands, um, that they're lacking something. So let's start there. If there is something that is missing in video production and in the content creation for a lot of B2B brands, what is it? Well, so I, I, I came into B2B marketing pretty, pretty green Mm -hmm. to the whole, um, environment, I I guess I should say. Uh, so a little bit about my background just to, just to lay some groundwork is, um, I had been freelancing for about, um, two, three years prior to working at market scale. Um, of course, you know, went to school for film and all that stuff. So my understanding of filmmaking as it pertains to telling a story, let's just start there, just telling a story. Mm-hmm. One of the fundamental aspects of filmmaking, regardless of what market you're in or industry, is the emotion, right? the human aspect, the empathy. Um, so coming into B2B marketing, obviously, you know, there are some very specific goals that a lot of companies have, uh, definitely selling a product or a service. Um, but what I found that was missing a lot of the time was the human connection, the empathy. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So when you, when you kind of focus on storytelling elements, I suppose, and, and kind of look at it from that point of view, um, how do you identify empathy as the thing that is lacking? I suppose, like what, what is it specifically that leads you to that conclusion and not, something else, right? Like, uh, like there, sure. there are other things that you could say, oh, it needs more of this or it's missing this. Why empathy? Yeah. So, so with imp- empathy, that is by and large, one of the hardest things to achieve as well, especially in B2B, um, because we're typically not, you know, trying to sell emotions here. Uh, we're trying to sell a product or a service. And so uh, a lot of the time people get lost on that. Uh, it's easy for a marketing team to say, okay, we need a, we need a video about this product showing off all the different specifications and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, they'll tick all the boxes and on paper, it looks great. Um, however, if you watch the video at the end of it, you're like, okay, so I know about this product and all that. That's cool. But, you know, why do I care? How am I supposed to care? Um, rarely there's some sort of, uh, call to action or some sort of human um, affect, hu- humanistic affect that makes you want to take action at the end of it or align with it or share it with your friends or, or a colleague or coworker and be like, hey, check out this video. These guys did a really good job at this. You know, something that just gets you fired up beyond just what is at the surface level. So if I were to play devil's advocate, I would say that I own a company, I need a product to achieve a certain goal within my company. I'm just looking for the one that gets the job done, not the one that makes me feel something, just the one that gets the job done. Sure. Why does empathy, how does empathy play a role in making that, helping me make that decision? Awesome question. So let's say, um, let's just say you're in the market for a screwdriver and you're trying to find you know, a company that that sells a lot of screwdrivers uh, to other businesses. Um, 
So you just want something that's reliable that's going to work every single time, right? Right. So what we get right here at MarketScale is that we're able to highlight our client's client. So what that means is if our client wants a video, we go to their client and make them the hero of the story. And then our personal client is their guide. So it's a win-win-win situation all around. Our client's client gets an awesome success story, which then helps our guys, which of course helps us too. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is that there's a success story built into that. So you want something that works well, here's a company that utilized the resources and got a solution from it. They were able to problem solve with the solutions they were given. And that is a human aspect. You know, of course, um, you know, we don't need to dive into everybody's personal story every time that there's like some sort of success. Mm -hmm. But with a company, with a business that has survived or is thriving because of the solution that this company provided, we can all attach to that. Yeah. Because we've always had a, an issue whatever that is, and then somebody comes along and provides a solution, and we're like, oh, God, I can, I can solve so many problems with this. You know, this is great. This is awesome. So what we've discussed up until this point is more of a change in, I suppose, attitude and perception towards B2B marketing and how to do it, as opposed to necessarily discussing like video techniques, right? Like if what first has to change then is, is the mindset, is what you're saying. Absolutely. So, you know, Whenever you want to make a video, you have <laughs> you have the video already played out in your head. You know you you've already directed, shot it, edited in your own mind. So the issue is, how do I convey this message to the person who's actually making it, or to the people who are going to sign off on it? And that is where the mentality aspect comes in. Um, you know, budgets aside and all that. You know, hoopla. It's, it's all about, is everybody on the same page about what the ultimate goal is here? And then how do we achieve that ultimate goal? And are we the right people to understand what that goal is or, or, or understand how we get there? Um, and that's where, you know, you have your professionals come in where they need to fit. Uh, with the video production, you know, we have a lot of creative people on our team uh, that offer some amazing ideas that veterans wouldn't think of and then you know some newcomers wouldn't think of you know we we have such a, a great hodgepodge of different creative solutions and that's why it's special to treat each project you know with by wearing multiple hats so i i guess what i'm curious about then is when there are people who come in and their idea of here's what i want for this video and it's very emotionless it you know isn't seeking that empathetic goal of connecting with people. It is simply black, white, this is what it is, and take it or leave it kind of situation. Here is our product, here are details about it, and now let's leave. How do we how do you as a video production specialist and someone that works in this arena help people move from that idea of what the video is gonna look like to something else? Hmm. Well, it also, so one thing that I have to state is that obviously not every video is going to be able to utilize empathy the same way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some, some videos truly are just a product demonstration and that's, that's it, you know. Um, however, with companies that are doing like an overview of an event that they have or perhaps just their whole company, you know, one of the biggest things that I like to do um, where there's an interview setup 
throughout the video where you're asking certain people about different aspects of an event or you know their company is um, I, I ask some questions at the tail end of our interviews that elicit a little bit more of a human response mm -hmm. because a lot of our our questions that we can ask uh, can already have premeditated responses. And so it's easily, or people are easily capable of answering those questions because they get asked that question all the time. Yeah. What I like to do is uh, I ask some pretty simple questions. I say, uh, do you enjoy what you do? Yeah. And of course people are going to say yes. I mean, they're not on camera for no reason, mm -hmm. um, but they elaborate a little bit more into that. Why do you enjoy what you do? Oh, well, you know, it... It pushes me to, you know, find creative solutions in an area that I'm really passionate about. You know, you know, they they go off on their trail because then they're starting to speak to themselves, speak from themselves. And then I also ask, um, you know, what's the favorite, what's your favorite part about what you do? And a lot of the time people say, oh, it's the people. Um, you know, I get to come into work every day and I work with awesome, you know, personalities and Everybody offers their ideas and it's a, just a, one giant great think tank. And I can, you know, I spend hour after hour with these people and it's fantastic. Now, with a company overview where that purpose is to sell the idea of what the company is or what the event is like, of course, the most important aspect of that video is going to be the people. Mm -hmm. So you have to show off, you know, what they're offering, what, what sort of people that you're going to meet. Um, and people can attach to that a lot more than just you know, in a bare bones concept, what this event can provide or what this company can provide for a solution to your business needs. Have you found that maybe the human aspect of B2B products is oftentimes underserved when it comes to B2B marketing, that it's not appealing to the person that's going to be the end user of it. It's just trying to tell you facts about how it works. Yeah. So, you know, of course that's, <laughs> and that's kind of my romanticized, you know, view of film or video is that, yeah. you know, I think anybody should be able to look at the video and be like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, because I want it to have that universal um, attraction. Yeah. Uh, and I think that a lot of people get lost on that as well, because when it's so specific to one general audience, or <laughs> let me rephrase, when it's when a video is created so specifically for one audience, mm -hmm. it's going to get lost on a lot of other people who might want to tune into it to find out a little bit more about your company or a bit, a little bit more about what you provide. And I've noticed that in some videos that I watch, they, you know, people are working in very specialized fields and they can talk at length for about three minutes about their specific arena mm -hmm. and I feel like they're speaking a completely different language to me. Yeah. And so I leave the video confused. Not that they have to define everything that mm -hmm. they're talking about. There's no way I'm going to learn about their entire industry in three minutes. Right. But by and large, it needs to be something that everybody can attach to so that it just gives you a foot in the door to approach what they're offering in the first place. Does that make sense? We'll be back with more right after this. Is your company hiring? Are you looking for a job? MarketScale Talent Solutions is home to the number one B2B job board for professionals all over the world. 
We host hundreds of job postings in every B2B industry, from software and technology to building management. All you have to do to get started is visit marketscale.com slash B2B jobs to sign up. MarketScale Talent Solutions is your best resource to post and apply for B2B careers. I'm talking to Dylan Tidmore, video production specialist at MarketScale, and we're discussing a little bit more about how to add empathy and bring that humanity back into B2B video and using it for marketing strategies. And so we're going to dive back into the conversation right now. I suppose what I'm seeing kind of develop as we have this conversation is this middle ground, this Venn diagram where yeah. the, on one side you have you as artistic, as, you know, wanting to shoot the next great, you know, beautiful, amazing thing, you know, feature film or whatever. And then on the other side, you have people kind of in the B2B space. And I'm not saying that you guys are uh, are at odds or anything like that, but their goal is to highlight their product and to make sales and to do good things. And somewhere in the middle there is a great kind of middle ground, like meeting place almost where those two circles intersect. And there's, there's that space there where you find that really, really happy medium where it is something that is human focused, that also kind of achieves the objective of explaining this is what this product does, but this is also how it changes the life of the person that is interacting with it every day or something along those lines, right? That's exactly it. And uh, yeah, you put it way more concise and exact uh, than I've been able to so far, but I mean, you, yeah, you nailed it. My, my whole perspective on creating videos, especially in this space is how do I push the envelope? How do I just Mm -hmm. go that little extra mile every single time for the client to make this a video that they didn't think was possible and constantly? Yeah, of course, you know, there's some, some ideas that will get shot down. You know, I welcome that. That's fine. Um, not every idea or that, every idea that we have is, you know, great, but it's also a collaborative effort. You know, it's yeah. working, it's working from the B2B side to the video production side, you know, and coming together, creating that final solution that achieves the ultimate goal of everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course I want to make a film or a video look amazing and come across really well and, um, have that human aspect yeah. where it can be delivered. And I think a lot of people shut that part out, you know, and mm-hmm. just say, no, you know, that's going to get in the way of us talking about all the features of our new installment, you know, something like that. Yeah. So do you have a video that maybe is your favorite that you've shot so far? Yes. So my favorite, I think, is as far as just production, fun, um, emotional, you know, is just exciting was our video that we made. It was a testimonial video for Claris. Mm. And we did an artist spotlight on one of our own graphic designers, Kiera Thomas. And she did a phenomenal job. She is an artist through and through. Yeah. I mean, she she lives and breathes art. Um, she comes to the office and applies her artistic background to this you know corporate world. And she does a great job at it. She's also you know, this really sweet, soft-spoken character who is hilarious, by the way. And she's just full of color. Mm-hmm. She's full of life. Um, so we wanted to capture that because Claris is also full of color, full of life. You know, they sell glass boards. And, you know, when you think of a glass board, that's not the, you know, you're not thinking of the the craziest thing in the world. You know, a glass board. You yeah. know, what can a glass board be? And I'm consistently amazed by how much they put out, what sort of products they put out. 
uh, that get me excited. Mm-hmm. And I don't even need a glass board at home or any like. I mean, I kind of <laughs> want. I kind of want one now. I kind of do. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I because it would be it'd be really handy to uh you know uh, <laughs> to keep around to keep me on track. But you know, those were two areas in which Kiera and Claris aligned. Mm-hmm. Is they're both colorful and creative and pushing the envelope. And so you know, I personified that or we personified that, you know, we all came together as a big collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, but we followed Kiera for the day and we let her paint and go to her favorite comic book store where she gets inspiration from and talk about, uh, you know, how she expresses herself mm-hmm. with art that, you know, for her words don't speak that much. You know, her art speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, it's very, you know, poetic. And of course you can't do that for every video or every company, but, uh, that was one of my favorite videos where um, the goals of both sides just like just perfectly aligned. Yeah, and we we're able to make this awesome video. So if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, all I've ever made for my B two B brand is you know just the kind of regular product videos, what questions should they be asking themselves in order to get to a point where they have a better idea of how to carry out a video that maybe shows a little bit more about how this interacts with people. Bring the humanity back into B2B, you know, bring right. that empathy and that sort of thing. So what questions can they ask themselves, you know, to kind of begin to prepare themselves to get from point A to point B? Sure. Well, first question, obviously, how can I humanize this? How can I give this a little bit more heart? Let's say you're doing a product de- demonstration of a screwdriver. I, I don't know why I'm on screwdrivers today, but sounds fun. I've had to hang a bunch of stuff in my house recently, so this resonates Actually, with me. Actually, that's it. I moved recently, and I only had a screwdriver at home to do all of the installments, and I had left my drill bit at home, like at my previous place yeah. for like months. The so. battery in my drill is not charging anymore. Yeah, so it was perfect timing for me to hang up literally everything in my entire apartment and then get my drill from my last place I lived, so. Perfect. Anyway, let's say that uh, you're doing a demonstration about screwdrivers, right? Well, you could put uh, some B-roll of them doing the actual product, you know, screwing something in. What is B-roll? B-roll is visual uh, eye candy that plays over either something instructional, like a voiceover, um, or an interview setup, which Mm -hmm. is you know, considered your A-roll. Nobody really says A-roll. It's just your main line of footage. Yeah. Um, but B-roll is a visual component that aids in what you're trying to convey visually. Okay. Um, so let's say that you're, yeah, screwing something in and you have some music playing underneath it, you know, some instrumental music and then the B-roll of the the screw going in and a little, maybe a little text graphic that says, you know, make sure to screw to the right, you know, righty tighty, lefty loosey. That's great. But what if you just started off the whole video with, you know, the guy who made the screwdriver? Like, hey, my name's Rick. I made this screwdriver. I think it's really going to solve all your issues. Or maybe not, you know, depending on what your needs are. But I'm going to show you blah, 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 blah. You know, let's get started. Boom, right there. Took 10 seconds to get Rick on screen. And immediately I'm like, hmm, this Rick guy is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, and so now I'm already a little bit engaged. You have 15 to 20 seconds to really land somebody in the in a video. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not the the video is intended for a very specific audience, let's just say, you know, a very like a just a group of people versus an entire general vague audience, 
you still need that 15, 20 seconds to engage somebody. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, you know, hey, I got to watch this video really quick. Somebody sent it over to me through email. Um, you know, let me make sure it's good. Mm -hmm. You know, instead, it would be great to, you know, have your expectations exceeded by like, oh, I was expecting kind of this like, you know, lame marketing video of this guy screwing stuff into, you know, a mount or whatever. But it actually turned out to be pretty, pretty cool and exciting. Yeah. You know, right on. So... I would say, how can I humanize this? Um, what aspects of this could I could, could I fulfill? You know, uh, more empathic role. And you know, if you're doing a typical interview setup with B-roll as well, mm -hmm. you know that, that a lot of marketing videos are just interview B-roll music. Yeah, it, it's a very very simple structure. It's repeatable. You can do it over and over and over again. But ask those couple of questions that I said earlier uh, at the end of your interviews. Mm -hmm. You know, do you enjoy what you do? Um, what's your favorite part about what you do? Um, you know, ask those inciting questions that get people talking about their feelings. Yeah. About what they're talking about, you know? Like, <laughs> we are humans. We're, we're supposed to connect to each other. That's mm -hmm. that's our innate desire. Uh, and B2C has been doing this for years. I don't know. You, you saw the the Google commercial? During the Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. It, yeah. wrecked, it wrecked me. I just rewatched it again, and uh, I have somebody that is showing some early signs of uh, of Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and yeah, I got to tell you, it got me right in the feels. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful video. Mm -hmm. um, now they're they're um, Google is obviously B two C. They're directly appealing to consumers. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why it was an ad at the Super Bowl. Yes, um, but they got people talking about it. You know, everybody's talking about it. Like, did you see that Google ad? You know, it was so touching. Like that was so powerful. It's like. And then some people on the other side of the coin were like, oh, I was supposed to be having fun. And like, you guys made me all sad for, you know, 30 seconds. How dare you? Yeah. But uh, regardless, it started a conversation mm -hmm. and it brought people together to start talking about it. And so I would say, you know, B2C have been doing this for years. B2B, I mean, sure, people have been doing it in certain spaces, but I think there's always room to just insert more of a human connection. Yeah. And I feel like one of the things that goes along with that is having a strong sense of what your why is. You know, like, wh why do you do what you do? And not just from the, like, really simplistic level, but go, like, a level deeper than that, right? Like, yeah. because I love creating and I love building things. Like, okay, let's share that more so than just this helps you build things. Like, right. communicate that passion that comes along with that why, right? Like, you get that when you talk to certain people that you and I have both talked to, whether it's a, a Dan Alford from Arc Specialties, yes. who you guys did a fantastic video He's of awesome. how he started a uh, robotic welding company in his garage. And now it's grown to, you know, this, this really big company that does amazing things and creates amazing robots that have yes. incredible applications. But if, if you were to sit down with Dan and really get to the why, it's not because welding is great. And it's not because I want to make a bunch of money. And it's not because you know, this is just what I do. It's, I really love building things and I love seeing like what can be created. And he just has this natural curiosity that he shares that comes across like in their videos. Right. And that I think is often missing. People are afraid to show who they are or afraid to show their personality and afraid to share like that why for why they love what they do when it comes to videos and when it comes to these types of materials. And I think that at times is lacking because like people connect with that, right? Like people can, even if they don't identify with, oh, I love building things, you identify with having a passion for something. Yeah, that's the thing is people, um, 
I, I think sometimes you just need to give somebody permission to be themselves. Yeah. I know that sounds funny, but obviously um, in the marketing world, a lot of people are, uh, you know, they kinda, they're kind of sealed up. Mm -hmm. They kind of know what responses they're going to give. They're going to get out. Um, but you just have to give people permission to just kind of take a deep breath, kind of relax into yourself. You yeah. Know, just tell me about, you know, what, what gets you motivated and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I know that for me, the reason why I'm so passionate about wanting to insert this into videos that I make is mm -hmm. first off, obviously it's interesting to me. It's fascinating when I can make something that seems mundane on paper. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It also excites me when I can exceed a client's ex expectations. Mm -hmm. They are not expecting you to make something that everybody can connect to on a basic level. They're just trying to film a product demonstration. Yeah. So you can achieve that and then more. That's great. You're making your client happy. So you make the client happy, which, you know, if you're filming your client's client, you're making them happy as well. And so now they trust you with their client. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now you just have a loyal lifetime customer who's going to constantly come back and be like, listen, you did really well with our client. You made us look really great in front of them. Let's keep making videos. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to want to trust your creative lead on a lot of these projects and give you more access to inserting that that human emotion, that mm -hmm. human that human connection. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and it's uh, it, it's a really interesting topic to talk about because it, it kind of gets down to that level of just going like beneath just the surface level of business and why people make the decisions they make and what actually motivates people to take action when it comes to certain things. And I think that's particularly fascinating is there's a psychological element to it almost. Yeah, and there's literally no limit to how many videos a company can make, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a uh, a piece about, you know, a branded content piece, uh, which we'll be talking about on the next episode, which is aligning your brand with a purpose and an identity. You know, that's really important because people understand what you value most yeah, and they can align more with your business practices, which mm -hmm. is important for a lot of people, especially me. Um, and, you know, or product demonstrations. I mean, there are, are company overviews, a homepage, uh, you know, header that that's just going to run that shows kind of what your office looks like or just your company culture in the background. Yeah. You know, there's so many different ways that you can approach a video into your company. And I just say, from my perspective, let's just put a little bit more empathy into it. You know, let's just kind of think about this from a human perspective rather than, you know, looking at digits and trying to see how we can, you know, get a higher ROI every single time, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, analyze every single aspect of data. It's important, but you know, so it's connecting to each other. Yeah, there's there's an there's an artful aspect to it as well that has to be considered. Yeah, it's not like I'm biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said there's the Venn diagram in the middle between you and between a product, and uh, it's finding and striking that middle balance that uh, it's the sweet spot. It's the perfect spot. That's right, and I'm trying to learn more about the other side as well, so that you know I can align more, uh, e like even more so. Um, you know, to come together in that Venn diagram, that perfect middle, uh, so that we can make videos even better than they were before. Absolutely. Well, hey, if you uh, listen to this episode and you enjoy it, be sure to tune into the next one where we talk a little bit more about branded content. And uh, also be sure to just share this with other people, share it to friends, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you actually listen to podcasts these days. There's about a billion ways that you can listen. So uh, thank you so much for checking out this episode. For Dylan, I'm Tyler. We'll be back soon with another episode.